This is Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman, author, Natural Healing for Bipolar Disorder and Natural Healing for Schizophrenia, and Simone Jeanette. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about folate. What is folate, Eva? Folate. We think of it as folic acid maybe, but folate is a better form. It's B9. It's a B vitamin. Folate comes from the word foliage and is particularly abundant in dark leafy greens. It usually works with B12 and it's very important in mental health in positive and negative ways. Folate, along with B12, is well known medically for being important to those long nerve cells that mediate our response to high heat, for instance, like when you move your fingers away from a hot stove really, really fast. Well, B12 and folate create myelin, which is a conductor that makes that nerve impulse go more quickly. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Very important. (laughs) It keeps us safe, right? B12 is more critical for neurological function. If there's an issue with nerve conduction or also numbing or tingling in your extremities, which indicates often nerve damage, you want to start with B12 for several months and then after a while add in the folate. Otherwise, the folate is able to cloak the nerve damage that may be progressing from lack of B12. Is this a common deficiency with bipolar and schizophrenics? Like the numbing thing. Oh, the numbing and tingling? Yes. I Um, get that, and I never heard anyone mention that before. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. so there could be other causes, and there could be causes from certain medication. But lack of B12 is a major cause. And if it's not dealt with right away, that deficit can cause permanent neurological damage. So if there's numbness or tingling, the first thing you want to look at is insufficient B12. Wow, I'm really vitamin deficient, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And it's especially true vegetarians can easily lack B12, but other people too can. And as we get older, we get less and less of this biochemical called intrinsic factor, critical in metabolizing B12 so we can use it. Otherwise, we don't even get it into our body. It just gets stuck in there somewhere? It just gets excreted. So there's just a lot more that B12 and folate do in the brain. And the effects of a deficit include everything from mania to depression, from voices, confusion, and memory loss, to headaches and neurological symptoms. Also, they're critical to DNA-RNA methylation and to determining what genes are expressed. So B12 is very important, but we're not going to be talking about it today. We're going to be talking about folate. Folate is often high or low in people with mental health issues. With mania, it's typically low, and with depression, it's typically high. This isn't in all cases, but 
very commonly. I'm going to go through some definitions here to make sure that we have them down. We've talked about these words before. Neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, and so on. Neurotransmitters convey a neuron's message from one neuron to the next, or to many, from one to maybe 10,000 other neurons. Neurotransmitters convey the message. They convey it across what is called a synapse, which is a tiny space between nerve cells. And they convey it to what's called receptors on the receiving neuron. Well, there's various things that could happen, including the receptors not working properly. But what I'm talking about here is going to be what happens in the synapse. For example, let's look at serotonin dynamics. If there's normally a reasonable amount of serotonin for a reasonable time, you get contentment as the message gets relayed from neuron to neuron or however it goes. And if levels of serotonin in the synapse are decreased too quickly, then you're discontent. Agitated. Irritable, agitated, yeah. yeah. The major influence on how much is in the synapse and for how long is the reuptake transporters. Not neurotransmitters, but transporters. Reuptake transporters remove the neurotransmitter from the synapse in good timing for what the body needs, hopefully. Methylation, folate, niacin, and various nutrients can influence how many reuptake transporters are available to remove the neurotransmitter from the synapse. Okay, got me so far? I'm getting you. Okay. It's like a big space station. Yeah, or like a transportation hub, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, if you have more folate than you should, then it supports increased creation of serotonin reuptake transporters. And so, increased reuptake of serotonin. If the transporters are activated increasingly by the folate. You don't have serotonin in the synapse for enough time to get reasonable contentment. Now, it's not just one synapse and one sending neuron and whoever it sends it to. One, this first neuron might send it a number of times to serotonin and to many neurons each time. And two, other neurons might be sending serotonin. But we're just focusing on one so it's simpler to talk about. So folate will make you depressed because it increases reuptake, not only for serotonin, but dopamine and norepinephrine also. And so particularly if a person is undermethylated and prone to depression because of that undermethylation, it is a mistake to supply too much folate. So you're going to have to don't give a whole bunch. A person who's undermethylated and depressed, which they usually are chronically depressed, should not be taking much folate because they usually already have lots of folate. An exception is a pregnant woman 
who needs folate for the baby. She might not need it, but that baby needs yeah. it to form the right neural connections and not have spinal bifida and so on. And that's really hard because she's going to be way Emotion, depressed. Yeah. You could do other things to counter that depression, such as increased methylation. Yeah. But you can't reduce the folate. Methylation, on the other hand, like SAMe and methionine, are going to enhance serotonin and probably norepinephrine and dopamine by suppressing transporters that remove the neurotransmitters. So there'll be lots of neurotransmitter in the synapse when you have enough methionine and SAMe. So you get it? I'm mm-hmm. getting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so undermethylation associated with depression partly because reuptake transporters are removing serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Right, right, okay. Okay, yeah. And when you fix the methylation, reuptake transporters are not removing too much of the stimulating neurotransmitters. So they wind up hanging out in the synapse, causing repeated firing of the receiving neuron. It's crazy. So folate is taking away what you want, removing antidepressant neurotransmitter. Conversely, SAMe is reducing the creation of reuptake transporters, and so allowing happy neurotransmitters a greater accumulation in the synapse. Well, go SAMe. That's what we want. SAMe is antidepressant, maybe pro-manic. So you have to be careful. When so, do you take folate? Is that there's <laughs> another biotype we're going to talk okay. about, and that is histopenia, low histamine, high methylation, high SAMe, and so on. This biotype tends towards mania. It's like a bipolar that's more manic than depressed. That's my tendencies, but yeah. I do struggle with depression a lot lately. Histopenics, people whose brains are overmethylated, are low in folate. They don't have that folate-enhancing transport of happy chemicals out of the synapse. So when people have high methylation and low folate, those happy neurotransmitters are going to be hanging out, causing more and more reaction. More and more serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine. You would like it at agitated levels. The agitated, agitated, irritable, mania, psychosis. The folate, which will reduce the amount of stimulating neurotransmitter available, is really good for someone who's overstimulated already. Yeah, that's kind of like my brain. Yeah, so it calms them down. The studies are contradictory. Some say folate counters mania. Others say it's antidepressant. It would be great if studies distinguished effects by controlling for biotype, your innate biochemistry, how you're going to react to things. Everyone doesn't react the same. So why would folate make some people happy if it's causing all these neurotransmitters to leave the synapse. Why? Well, because it's somehow like counterbalancing whatever's going on chemically in the person's brain, right? Yeah, well, that's a good concept. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so folate has this opposite thing that it does. 
And that is, along with B12 and C and some other nutrients, it helps create these very neurotransmitters that it keeps out of the synapse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's through a biochemical called BH4, otherwise known as biopterin. It's critical in creating serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine. So for certain people who do not create enough of these antidepressant neurotransmitters, folate might just be helpful. So there's this little counterbalance that the body has. Oh, folate, will it create these neurotransmitters that I need, that I'm not producing? Or will it suppress these neurotransmitters, removing them from the synapse as soon as they go in there, pretty much? What's it going to do? It's kind of interesting that the body has its choices of how it could use the folate, but what's usually going to win out in undermethylated people is the effect on neurotransmitter in the synapse. So someone that is experiencing voices, would the folate be good for them or no? If they have histopenia, that is overmethylation, Folate is excellent, usually. If they have pyroluria, It'll do the it may be really good. Oh, okay. It may be good. If they are undermethylated, that is histodelic, and they are depressed, it's going to be a horrible idea. Sometimes people have voices during severe depression, yeah. and sometimes people have voices during intense mania. Yeah, I've experienced both. <laughs> yeah, so it could happen either way. And the nutrient that's most effective with voices in most people, great overwhelming majority, turns out to be niacin. Huh. And niacin has an effect on the synapse too, right. in that it increases removal of dopamine. And so it gets dopamine out of the synapse, and dopamine's the one that does the voices. But dopamine's important to have also. Yeah, so you so don't want to go extreme on any of those. You want the right amount of neurotransmitter in the synapse for the right amount of time for what, for what you as an individual wish to feel at that moment. So sometimes... It's like paper dolls. What? It's like paper dolls. How? So you could just dress it up how you want. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all very fragile. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's fragile and not fragile. Well, you know, Eva, I like talking more about the vitamins and the natural remedies. I think it's so interesting that none of this is talked about. It is talked about. Well, it's, it's not, though. It's talked about <laughs> some by naturopaths or functional medicine people, but it's mostly orthomolecular, and somehow... Orthomolecular psychiatry needs to integrate into naturopathy. It needs to integrate into mainstream psychiatry, and it's slow. Because of shows like this, we're getting awareness. The more that like you teach me, then I can carry it forward and talk about it with other people. And so hopefully, then we can get into the holistic everything healing. Anyway, I'm okay. sorry we, we got off sidetracked, Eva. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the... The folate. The folate. And, and folate, I was going to ask you, Eva, does it help with paranoid thoughts? Yeah. Folate helps because the folate yeah. is going to remove the dopamine from the synapse and the norepinephrine, so you're not going to get 
I wish if you could just go into the health food store and be like, I'm feeling like this today. Can I get a shot of the folate and the <laughs> carotene or whatever it's called? Yeah, and especially if people knew what they needed. Well, if we talk about it enough, maybe people will know. And maybe you could go to the doctor and the doctor could say, okay, these are the kind of things you need when you're depressed. These are the kind of things you need when you're manic. The person who suffers from bipolar, you never know. Some days you're totally sort of even and then some days you're manic and then sometimes you're hella depressed yeah and that's typical of pyloria by the way that it goes up and down so fast yeah yeah also you can have those morning protein drinks that people do they yeah. could gear those to what i'd they rather need. go have shots of yeah oh, I, i'm feeling paranoid today could you help me out <laughs> yeah. it's true even now you could get what you need at the moment pay attention to how nutrients are affecting you and communicate with your physician. So between the two of you, you could actually have have that magic potion of nutrients whenever your symptoms require it. Work with your doctor, pay attention, and learn. Keep learning about nutrients so you could be more sensitive to what's happening. Okay. I think that's enough for today. The listener should be advised that this show does not constitute medical prescription, treatment, or diagnostic advice for the individual. If you need help for a medical or psychiatric condition, please see a knowledgeable physician. This show is presented for educational purposes only. What are we? What is this? Brain health and healing. Yes. See you next time. Yep. yep. We'll we'll catch you later, listeners. Okay, bye. <laughs>